Hey everyone, welcome to His Therapy and our um, first ever podcast. This is Kelly Madeira. I'm a licensed massage therapist and I am interviewing Sabina Weaver, who is a physical therapist who specializes in pelvic health and wellness. She has her own business called His Therapy. Sabina is with us here now. Sabina, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. Um, well, I'm, I'm a physical therapist since 1998. I graduated from a small school in Pennsylvania. I um, found my roots back down to South Carolina where I grew up and spent most of my time in Spartanburg. Um, I'm a Dorman Cavalier graduate. And um, right after PT school, I worked for a year in home health and um, God just kind of landed me in North Carolina where I found my first pelvic floor job. I was a director of women's health there and went to my first training session for pelvic floor therapy in 1999 in Tennessee. And that's where my world just kind of started. Um, I've been a pelvic floor therapist since then Mm -hmm. and um, it's where the Lord has directed me ever since. And what made you choose that? What made you choose pelvic floor therapy? Um, When I first went for my first training, I was um, pretty naive. I was dating at the time. I wasn't married. Um, Didn't have any children. And didn't really understand pelvic floor therapy. Back in in the late 90s when we went through PT school, pelvic floor was kind of talked about, but we really didn't have any hands-on pelvic floor training in PT school, so I came out pretty naive. But that course just changed me. And it would... It changed me in a way that made me feel comfortable in a part of my body that I really didn't know about, but I was comfortable with it. Um, And when I started that program, I was a director. I I worked with prenatal, postnatal care, pelvic floor therapy, Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, urinary incontinence. And that two years, I learned so much from amazing midwives and amazing doctors that I just, that was where I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've been comfortable ever since. And in regards to prenatal clients, if I were to have a prenatal client, you know, that came in for a prenatal massage, and I want to refer them to get pelvic floor therapy, I realize that's something that they need. How um, how would you treat someone who comes in and they're pregnant and they've never had pelvic floor therapy before? They don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Why would you recommend it? So, the pelvis itself expands through pregnancy just like all the other joints and muscles in our body. You get this amazing hormone that kicks in the day one of conception. And when that reflexin kicks in, all of the joints and ligaments get lax. And the pelvis gets lax the most. The ligaments of the sacral spine, the lumbar spine, the pelvic floor expands. It's the second biggest muscle that gets stretched out the most through pregnancy, Yep, Mm -hmm. along with the abdominals. So with pregnancy, things change. Um, Some women have a lot more urinary frequency, some women have incontinence issues, some Mm -hmm. women have constipation, Um, intercourse can be kind of painful, and things are changing, and it changes all the way to the point where they have their next baby. So they need to understand their body, they need to understand the pelvic floor. I do a lot of education, um, and then I use a little bit of observation. I don't do any internal exams during that first visit, but I do a lot of biofeedback, and the biofeedback allows them to be able to see what their muscles are doing. Um, But just getting that awareness and letting them start using that muscle is so crucial during that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And would you say it's equally as important postpartum as well? Mm -hmm. Yep, because when they have their baby, even if they have a C-section versus a child 
um, birth delivery vaginally, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of trauma to the pelvic floor. Um, in Canada and other European countries, physiotherapists who specialize in pelvic floor therapy, day one after delivery, those women are seen by mm. a women's health therapist. Wow. And yeah. the country pays for it. Mm. So those socialist countries have it, they understand it, they understand the wellness of it. Where here in the United States, a lot of times our postpartum patients, if they have symptoms, then they go seek their doctor. If they're having pain, then they go seek help. It's not a prevention thing. And since I've been in private practice, I really push it because I think it's needed. And for anybody that's ever had a baby, they need at least an initial assessment of their pelvic floor and they need to know what they need to do and what they could do to make it even be more detrimental when they have their child. Because if they don't take care of it, it's like another muscle they don't rehab. And if a baby's head comes out of my pelvic floor, mm -hmm. I think I would want someone to at least help me rehab it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you're a cash-based um, business. So tell me about that. Tell me why you're cash-based, why you chose to be cash-based. So since 1998, being a therapist, um, I've always been working for a hospital system or an outpatient practice, all of which were all insurance-based medicine. Um, and I've come to realize that when you bill somebody insurance, and you file for it, the charges are a lot more expensive. They're coded um, by minutes in what they do. So a lot of companies shortcut treatments. You may go in for a physical therapy evaluation that may last 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and get charged over $100, $150, depending on what office you're at and what department and what insurance you have. So if you have an insurance, private insurance, they high dollar it even more. Mm -hmm. And so it was really um, eye-opening for me over the years that I would spend minutes and minutes and minutes and hours treating people. When they would leave, they weren't able to afford it. And they think that their copay is gonna be enough, but half the time people are getting charged invoices and bills after therapy sessions that were a ridiculous amount of money, over $150 for initial a visit wow. and then sometimes over a hundred dollars for visits so when I opened up my private practice I just said you know to save the overhead to save the billing department to save myself and to become a physical therapist that I want to treat I don't want to treat insurance anymore mm -hmm. I don't want to work for insurance companies I want to work for my patients everything's up front they everything's, everything's up, up front. front everyone that comes in for their first time they know what they're paying they don't have to worry about extra up charges afterwards no ma'am and they, they they can file their own insurance we give them a, what we call a super bill it has all their medical codes on there it has all their charges on there so if they want to submit that to their insurance which most of the time it'll go towards their deductible they can I don't want to be the one who's calling their 800 number to find out what they're covered for I want the patients to have sole ownership of that mm -hmm. because they really have bought their insurance plan. I have not. So it leaves me out of that loop and I can be a, a better therapist. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And so someone who comes in for a first initial evaluation, how do you treat them? What do you, what can someone expect for their first visit? So Kelly, I treat children. I treat um, pregnancy. I teach, I treat men, um, I do postpartum care, I do older women, and nine out of 10 people that come to see me do get a total assessment, when a total assessment includes 
hands-on pelvic floor evaluation. And hands-on pelvic floor evaluation for a typical woman is vaginal, and we assess the pelvic floor by going in vaginally. Men, it's rectal. And men who come to see me are usually prostate patients, pre and post prostate patients. Sometimes they're patients who just have a lot of lower pelvic pain, maybe their job, maybe their sports, athletic stuff, or maybe a trauma. Children and pregnant patients that come, I don't do internal exams. It's just safer for the, the baby in vitro, and it's also something that we don't recommend children to have. Mm -hmm. Children and pregnant patients really benefit from an external device called a biofeedback. Okay. And they don't, they don't get any internal assessments. Now, I might do an external observation of the pelvic floor mm -hmm. just to make sure that they're using the right muscles. I might look at their abdominal muscles. I might look at their hips, their low back, their legs. But make sure they're firing that muscle the way it needs to fire, but no, no hands-on. So the biofeedback is all external. Okay, great. That's good. I think that covers all the questions I have for today. Is there anything in addition that you wanted to add? No, I think, I think it, it also I wanted just to add that along with the pelvic floor, the pelvic floor doesn't act alone. So along with looking at the pelvic floor, I also examine the hips, the back, the abdominal wall, um, any kind of flexibility issues they may have, any real back issues they have. All, it all kind of works together, and God's perfect plan mm -hmm. is for all the pieces to kind of work together so that we can have functional movement patterns mm -hmm. so that we don't feel ourselves, so that we're not having pain, so that we move, that we take care of our kids in a healthy way, the people work, that they're not having any pain or any kind of bladder issues or bowel issues. So it's kind of Absolutely, like the overall, yeah. overall Absolutely, and if it's not functioning correctly, it affects your overall quality of life. Yes, it does. Thank you so much, Sabina. It was a pleasure to interview you. Um, again, this is Kelly Madeer and Sabina Weaver. We are speaking from his therapy's office, and if you have any questions, um, you can leave your question in the comments below. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Kelly.